There's a league going on right now. You can play an entire game in the A7FL and not hit your head one time. Isaiah Cross. Ooh, what a tackle. Wow. What? How many people hit him on that play? It looks like the Vikings recovered. Gross flings it over the middle in stride. He hate me, can't hang on. He does. Looks like the ball would come loose. He's headed for the end zone. Touchdown. Now you got to think if that happens in the NFL, you might get cut. Vargas in the end zone fires it. Hits off. He hate me with the interception inside the 20 down to the 18 yard line. But you would never see that in, in the NFL for sure. Balls up. Can he make a catch? Whoa! Wow! Wow, what a catch my man EJ out here bowling. That was a fun play to watch. Covering highlights, matchups, and news from all across A7FL. This is the A7 After 7 Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of A7 After 7. No matter what time it is, it's always a good time to talk about the A7FL. I am your host, Stephanie Naranjo. And I'm here to introduce myself, talk about what this podcast is, and everything that you're going to expect out of this season. A little bit about me. I'm a current Penn State graduate. I went to school for telecommunications, programming, and production. So editing and producing sports content is my passion and what I love to do the most. So that's why I was very excited to start this podcast for the A7 I am a huge sports fan, and of course, now I'm a huge A7 fan, so I'm very excited to be talking about this with everyone and sharing all the news and information that this league has to offer. I think it's a very cool and fun league that is exciting to follow and watch, and I hope that you guys will also see that too, and you'll join in every week to hear about all the amazing stuff that we have going on. So... Who's this podcast for? Basically, it's for anyone who, like me, is a new fan and wants to get all the knowledge of what's going down each week. And every week, I'll be covering highlights, news, last week's scores. What I'm most excited about is every week, we're going to have a new co-host ranging from our founders, our CEO, our players, our team captains, everyone you can imagine. I'm going to try and have them on here, ask them those hard-quitting questions, not really, just kidding. But I'm going to have them. We're going to talk about the American 7 Football League. And then at the end of our episode, we're going to talk about the matchups for the coming week. So you're in for a really exciting season. I know I'm super excited. But I want to get into what makes the A7FL different. So obviously, first and foremost, if you know anything or even have heard of it, you know that the A7 is very much known for no safety pads and especially no helmets the only league approved equipment are knee thigh rib pads compression shorts with foam inserts and for helmets the only thing that they are allowed to use are skull caps by second skull of sponsors are of theirs so why is the a7 known for no helmets and no safety pads when your local pickup football league has been doing that too well their thing is it's been proven and a lot of studies, and they've shown up in a lot of media for this, is that it causes less injury, head injuries, head-induced injuries, which is what the NFL is basically riddled with when you see retired or pro athletes suffering from CTEs, which is that constant head pounding or like constant um, trauma to the head. 
So with these now nowadays new and advanced helmets, players are more likely to lead tackles with their he- heads because they have this like advanced gear on their head. But even so, they're still having those vibrations go into their skull and moving their brains around, and that's not safe. While as opposed to the ace in the A7FL, they can tackle, but they you're more likely to not lead with your head because you don't have anything protecting it. So you see these hard hits and everything, but you'll see or you'll hear, you could play a whole game, or you've actually heard in the intro, you could play a whole game of A7FL without ever hitting your head once. So I find that very interesting. That's awesome. The second thing that makes them very different is they don't have a kickoff. They have a throw-off, which if you know anything or follow a lot of football or know people who play football, kickoff is where the most injuries happen. So, you know, what they do instead is they have a throw-off. I'm reading this basically off their website. To start each half and after every score, the defending team will throw the ball off from their own 35-yard line. The throwing team will have three players and the receiving team one player. The player throwing the ball can get a running start but not pass the 35-yard line. The two gunners must be sent on the 35-yard line and cannot leave until the ball is thrown. The ball must travel a minimum of 40 yards to the 25-yard line and stay inbounds. The ball passes the back of the end zone on the fly. It will be a touchback and spotted on the receiving team's 20-yard line. If the ball lands in the end zone and has not been touched by the returner and has traveled the minimum distance, the returner may down the ball in the end zone or choose to return it, but it is a live ball. Once the ball passes the 25-yard line, on the fly, it is a live ball and may be recovered by the throwing team. So I found this to be really cool, and I was watching videos of that. I think it's great. You know, it gives that this edge to it. It's very fun to watch. And then the other things is the size of the field, which I feel plays a huge difference. So, of course, all the way across, they have the full 120 yards, but the width of the field is 40 yards. So it's a lot more narrower. And if you see it, the games do go by a lot faster. And then there, of course, is the tackling rules. They try and follow tackling rules that are very similar to rugby. And, of course, when we have our co-host, he can tell you a lot more about that. We're going to get into the team's There are a total of 16 teams spread out between, right now, three states. So right now we have seven Baltimore teams, seven New Jersey teams, and two PA teams. So we have the Baltimore Army, Baltimore Bulldogs, Baltimore Cobras, Baltimore Gators, Baltimore Nightmare, Baltimore Panthers, Baltimore Vikings. Then we have the New Jersey Hawks, New Jersey Renegades, New Jersey Savage, New Jersey BIC, Patterson U., Silk City Animals, the Spanktown Boys of New Jersey, which I found to be very funny. And then we have our PA teams, which are the PA Immortals and PA Misfits. And there you have it. Those are the teams for the A7FL. These are some teams that I'm really excited to get behind and follow. But going on to our next segment, we're going to be speaking to our co-host, who I'm so excited to talk to tonight. First co-host of the A7 After 7 podcast season, we have Ryan DuPaul, which is the current president and founder of the A7FL. How are you tonight? I'm good, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. I wouldn't want anyone else. So basically, this I wanted to have this as a very you know introductory episode. So how about you get started and tell me how the A7 all started? 
Sure. Actually, I'm the, I'm the co-founder. Me and my partner founded the A7FL um, in 2014. Um, prior to 2014, I was uh, actually all the way back in 2006, I started the concept uh, behind 7-on-7 seven seven football without pads, basically out of my own desperation to still play the sports that I love. <laughs> right. um, you could play a pickup game of basketball anywhere if you were a basketball player. You could go bowling if you were a bowler, but if you wanted to play some good tackle football, well, I mean, that pretty much ended after college or high school, whatever the highest level was that you played. So right. it kind of just started like that, and uh, the sport got really popular. We started to uh, get some recognition from Barstool Sports. I think that was like the first media outlet that picked us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and uh, Shannon, the co-founder, have been friends since high school. We partnered up in 2014 on the league, and uh, I think now we're maybe making history. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I, I've been watching all the highlights and stuff from last year, and it's 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 literally incredible. So how did all, like, the teams start and everything? These, these type of football games were going on anyway. There, You know, there was a ton of people out there that were already playing some form of contact sport on the weekends, you right. know, just to, just to get out there and play. There, you know, there's no shortage of athletes that still want to get out there and play this game. Uh, just needed somebody to organize and, and set the rules and basically set the stage, the, uh, you know, the playing grounds for the, for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much how we started. That's awesome. Oh, I had a question for you. So I was reviewing all the rules sure. and where did the throw off come in? Is that something that people have been doing for a while or is that something specific to a seven, which I really, really <laughs> like because kickoff is where most of the injuries happen. The three-on-one is an awesome part of the game. So when we yeah. started out, we had zero special teams. Right. Teams would just start with the ball on the 20-yard line. So it was like, okay, you score a touchdown, and now you get the ball on the 20-yard line. Or to start the game off, you get the ball on the 20-yard line. And it was just anticlimactic. It wasn't fun. There was no return possible. Now, kickoffs in traditional football are extremely dangerous. Yes. Mainly, of course, because of the high velocity that players are traveling into each other. But even worse, because of the blindside block yep. mm-hmm. that the return team can make. So our three-on-one eliminates blockers, period. So you have three guys that are running down to tackle only one ball carrier. And it sounds like, oh, this guy is going to get his head taken off. But it's really just the opposite. Yeah. If they don't break down and try to make a proper football tackle, you're going to see a touchdown from the one returner. Exactly. Um, so the three-on-one, is, I honestly think somebody's going to copy it sooner or later. It's uh, It's... It's definitely, it's definitely a really cool part about our game. Now, can you explain to me about the tackling rules? So since there isn't any helmets, how do you lead those tackles? Is it anything different? Like, do you follow, like, rugby tackling rules? One of the most important rules is that the second available tackler can't go low. I, I mean, there's a couple of important rules. So there's one right there. So the first tackler, you know, basically he can tackle anywhere, but he has to attempt to wrap. He can't just, just throw a blind shoulder or a blind elbow into a guy's kneecap like you see no. all the time in the NFL. Yeah, right. You see it in college. You see a guy just flying with an elbow right. Like if you've ever seen the Willis McGahee injury, it's, it's to make you nauseous. Mm. You know, no. it almost looks intentional. You yeah. have to wrap up. You have to wrap up. Now, if you're the second available tackler, you have to go high. Yeah. That's the next rule. Um, that's pretty much it. So, you know, we have, a, we have an emphasis on, on wrap tackling. And, you know, without the padding on your face and on the top of your head, you're less likely to throw your face in there as your, you know, your first point of impact. When you have a helmet on or, you know, equipment in general, the best weapon on your body is your helmet. That helmet is so, you know, 
um, advanced technology that's so powerful that, of course, human instinct is, I'm going to throw the best weapon out there possible that doesn't even hurt. It's not going to hurt me when I throw my head in there. No. But in our league, it's completely different. You're not going to throw your face in there, you know, your chest, your shoulder, your arms. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, as you've seen from the highlights, you know, there's a hit trick there, the tackling's good. We still have all the same physicalities that you'd see in a normal football game. Take away the, you know, the people flying in head first, though. Right. That's great. And I think that's so innovative that you have all these components. I, That's what I like about the A7. It has all these building blocks there that make a great league. And that's what that's why there are a lot of people who, who do watch it. You got, we had what A7 had was 120 million views on, on in total combined with Facebook and YouTube so far. In total, like over the since 2014, we're well past that. Um, but over the past two seasons, uh, we've had almost 100 million views across wow. all platforms. Yeah, yeah. and know it's too like people can. There's a couple of reasons people can relate to this style of play all oh, over yeah. the globe right. because in some form there's contact sports being played all over the globe. It's like soccer. All you need is a ball. Right. You couldn't play American football in some other country unless you had uh, equipment. So we're almost um, authenticating. This style of American football, you're going to see they're playing A7FL in Venezuela right now. I saw in, that, in, yeah. In, 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 wild. It's you know, crazy. here's a country that has all kinds of uh, problems right now. and it is, you know, They're playing A7FL out there because all they needed was a ball. <laughs> you know, they've played in Mexico. Um, they've played in Argentina. So this could very well be an Olympic sport. This could be the way that American football becomes an American sport, becomes an Olympic sport. I definitely think so, absolutely. So let's get into the teams and last season. Right now, who is your favorite? Would you have a favorite, actually? Do you have a favorite team that you're rooting for? I don't, I don't really have a favorite team. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I would say that if there was a team out there that um, – you know, a championship is like right under the nose. I would have to say it's New Jersey Savage. I mean, they have been knocking on the door, uh, you know, the last four years. Um, they're an unbelievable team. They've got probably one of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. They actually lost to the Gators only by a point week one wow. um, last year. Yeah, uh, and they got bounced out, though, in the second round of the playoffs. So they got a couple guys on there that are some really good veteran players, uh, the Bell Brothers. One of them plays wide receiver. One of them plays middle linebacker. Really great guys. Really unbelievable, uh, talented athletes. I hope I'd like to see Savage get a championship this year. Right. And this past season, 2018, was the only time in the championships that a New Jersey team wasn't in the, the championship game. Correct. Ever. Ever. Even dating back before, uh, you know, prior to A7FL, um, which, like I said, stems all the way back to 2006. It uh, wasn't until 2012 that another state actually won a championship, and that was Pennsylvania. Right. So wow. to have two Baltimore teams in the championship last year, um, I wasn't so shocked. That actually, somebody brought it to my attention. I was commentating one of the games in week three, and somebody asked me who I thought would be in the championship, and I actually said, I think you're going to see two of these Baltimore teams make the <laughs> championship. You know, somebody just reminded me recently, but um, it's tough to go down there and play. You know, you're you're playing right in the city of Baltimore. A lot of people come out to those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they got home field advantage. Uh, the two Baltimore teams were on the field. They got home field advantage, well deserved. Wow, that is, that it's it's so cool. I, I'm I'm excited to watch this season. So we have coming up for 
this twenty nine this twenty nineteen season starts next week. The first game at ten AM is uh, the New Jersey Renegade, third new team. I don't really know too much about them. Um Silk City Animals is a uh, team that's been in the league for you know quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, they missed the playoffs last year. You know, I, I don't really know what to expect from that game, so we'll see. It's a brand new team in the Renegades, but the, from there on out, um, you know, there, there's well, the whole day is going to be great. I mean, next you have BIC, which is probably one of our fan favorite teams. Right. Uh, Mosley is the running back over there. People seem to love him. They love his attitude. They love his passion for the game. He's a really good running back. So you're going to see New Jersey BIC against the Pennsylvania Misfits for the 12 o'clock game. And then 2 o'clock is the game that I'm really looking forward to. There's two teams that have never played each other before. Mm-hmm. They arguably have the best defenses in the league. And you're going to see the Baltimore Vikings take on New Jersey Savage. That's going to be a slobber knocker of a game. Okay. Yeah. That is the Juwan game Lipscomb. to watch. Yeah, that's a that's going to be – if you like if you like hard hits, that's going to be – that's going to be an amazing game. Okay. That's going to be definitely. It's going to be a defensive struggle. I don't really see, you know, I, I mean, I could be totally off, but <laughs> it's, 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 I can, I can promise it's going to be a physical game. That's for sure. It's a 2 p.m. game, New Jersey Savage and the Baltimore Vikings. Okay. Very cool. So now you, you were talking about players. So right now, who would you say are top three players in, in A7? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the name's top, you know, Top three is impossible to name to just come up with. I mean, I just was just talking about Courage Mosey. He's probably one of, you know, he's probably my favorite player in the league. Um, he's not the tallest guy, not the fastest guy, not the strongest guy, but he's definitely the best running back in the league. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it has everything to do with his passion for the game. Right. You watch this guy play the game. He's just tremendous, man. And there's a reason why the fans love him. He's hard nosed runner. He picks up the blitz very well. He's very good in the passing game. It doesn't matter what the score is. He's always rah-rah on the sideline, you know, getting BIC on his back. Uh, he's definitely my, my favorite player for sure. Um, another guy to look out for, uh, which you'll see in the 4 o'clock game, is Matt Riddick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the two-time MVP. He went back-to-back MVP. Uh, he actually hurt them last year in the Final Four and dropped a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, or else they would have went to the championship to play the Vikings. Okay. Um, so there's two, and uh, I don't know. Like, I can go on about guys. It's tough to name the top three, though. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I saw Riddick definitely for sure when I was looking at yeah. highlights. He, he made a, he made a couple of significant plays for, for his team. No, that's that's very cool. I think I, I'm very excited to watch for ne- for next week. I'm definitely going to be live tweeting <laughs> all the time as I watch because it's going on Facebook Live, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook Live and, and Twitch. And Twitch. Oh, we that's it. On Twitch also. Yeah, we just opened the Twitch channel. Um, I don't. We didn't even really tell everybody about it yet, but uh, yeah, we have a new channel on Twitch. Um, so there's a whole other audience that we'll be broadcasting out to uh, for a couple of our games. I believe the 2, 4, and 6 will also be going out to Twitch. Awesome. I wanted to talk to you about some recent news that I saw on your on our, on our social media, which is six new San Diego teams being added mm-hmm. to the list. So, mm-hmm. can you talk more about that? What, what, what's, how did this come about, and when do they start playing? Do they start playing this year, or would it be for twenty twenty? They're starting to get out there in scrimmage, um, which is great. You know, they, they have their teams branded. The logos look awesome. Mm-hmm. I just hooked them up with the uniform guy out here on the East Coast, and they're getting all their uniforms uh, ready to go. Um, 
and it's Elliot Thomas that's running it out there. Uh, I, you know, I, I remember what it was like starting out and nobody knowing about the league. Now things are a little different. I mean, he's starting out and everybody knows about the league. So, you know, the response is really good. Uh, you know, people are eager to get out there and start playing. Um, are we going to see a championship game between, you know, California and one of these East Coast teams this year? I mean, that would be awesome. That but would be awesome. I'm not sure that's going to happen for 2019, but that definitely, uh, that definitely is in the works for 2020. That's, that's a lot of fun. Well, that's all, the que- that's all the questions I have for you today. We talked about next week's matchup and where everyone can watch. But any final thoughts? Um, I, you know, it's going to shape up to be a great season. Um, you know, we, we talked about the Savage and the Vikings at 2 o'clock. You know, the, the next game is the U against the Immortals at 4 o'clock. And then you have uh, the Hawks and Spanktown for the, for the finale at 6 o'clock. I mean, all those games are going to be great. Um, uh, and that's it. I don't, you know, I, I'd have to say for the championship, it's, I would have to say probably Savage and the Gators in the championship. Savage and the Gators. All right. You heard it here that's, first. That's my prediction. <laughs> that's your prediction. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for talking to me tonight and being on the very first episode of A7 After 7. I hope you and everyone else are listening for the rest of the season as we cover basically everything around A7. Thanks so much. Uh, definitely. I'll definitely be listening also. I really appreciate you having me. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this episode tonight. Watch the Baltimore Vikings on the road against the New Jersey Savage. And at 4 p.m., watch the PA Immortals on the road taking on the Patterson U. All this to kick off on April 7th. Make sure to tune in live on Facebook and now on Twitch. So make sure to go check that out. Like all our pages. It's A7FL TV. And we'll see you there. I've been your host, Stephanie Naranjo. And we had our co-host with me today, Ryan DePaul. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you next week. 